Hello and welcome to the first episode of this Trinity FM podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if it's a bit rough around the edges, it's all a work in progress. And that's entirely something that either will change or will stay exactly the same. And that just gives it that, you know, student radio charm. Uh, my name is Luke. I'm an OCM for TFM. And I kind of wanted to help get the idea for this podcast off the ground. Because I was interested in doing this side of broadcasting. But I was also interested in talking to some of the folks who've been broadcasting for a lot longer than I have. I only started there in September. But there are people who have been doing this continuously for years. And I thought that it would be interesting to get some of their takes on student radio, why they got into it, and their experiences with it throughout the years, especially now that everything has changed and that broadcasting is such a different thing, and see how they've managed to adapt to their new situations. So I sat down to have a chat with the host of the long and short of it, Coco Malar, and I also had a chat with the hosts of Yikes, uh, Coley and Coral. I hope you enjoy our conversations uh, as much as I did, because it really was a delight getting to talk to them, because they had such incredible insight and advice for people who not only are in radio, but have been in radio for a long time. So, please, listen and enjoy. Um, hello, my name is Coco and this is me on the radio. I, I've actually been on the air, this will be my fifth year on the air because I did, I changed course in first year and I, TFM was the first thing I signed up for. I was like, people talking on the radio, yes, I'll do this. And my first show was called The Coco Channel, um, kind of a pun, I thought it was very funny. And that was just me interviewing my friends. I think it was all a ploy to make friends in first year. I was like, I'll meet people on a drunken night out and I'd be like, hey, I have a radio show. Do you want to come on and talk about music and things? And um, I think I had the, the famous pressure 11, 10 to 11 slot, which you get when, when you just start out, you get like the last slots because all the older years take, take all, the, all the old oldies have their favorite times and they have their timetables. So I was just like, oh great, 11 on a Wednesday, 10 to 11 on a Wednesday, just have people, we'll have a, we'll have a drink, we'll go to Workman's. It was all a ploy, I think. Um, but yeah, no, it was great, great fun. And then as the time went on, I started to ask for more reasonable, normal hours and started to get more interested in interviewing people um, for, for the sake of like good radio and good journalism. and. Yeah, and then the years went on and I changed. I had some co-hosts and then we got the name, the long and short of it. And the kind of idea was to kind of to think of a topic each week and we'd each research it in our own way. And it didn't always happen perfectly, but we kind of give people the long and short of what we thought about it. And kind of the long sometimes if we'd researched enough, but quite a lot of the time, the long and short of it, just the yeah, kind absolutely. of recap. <laughs> Considering that you kind of 
you wanted to get started in radio, like you said, to try and make friends in first year. Do you think it was just kind of like that was the main idea? Or had you been interested in the idea of broadcasting like before uh, you kind of came to college? Oh, yeah. No, I'd always been interested in it. I think since a young age, I've just my mum, because I'm from London, she'd have BBC Radio 4 on in every single room in the house. And I mean, even the toilet. So it would mean that you could go from the kitchen, even in like where the washing machine was, there was another little radio with it on. And it would always, it'd be kind of weird because some of them would be delayed <laughs> slightly. <laughs> and you'd go from, you'd go, up the, you'd go up the stairs or move through the rooms and you'd just hear Radio 4 nonstop. So I, I, think, I think in the back of my mind, the radio is, has to be there. If the radio is not there, then it's not really something's wrong um so then yeah I I always was interested in getting into radio but I think when I was younger it was more like I like indie music I want to go to gigs I want to play music and then as I've gotten older I'm definitely more kind of oh I love a podcast and you know I'll listen <laughs> I'll listen to Radio 4 it's really great the moral maze um so I definitely as I got older I was thinking oh this is definitely a career path I'd like to follow and I, I've been told from a young age I have a nice voice, which is like so ridiculous that that would affect me. But I was like, haha, I, I like talking to people and people say that I could be on the radio because my voice sounds nice. And I was like, ah, okay, yes, my career is chosen for me. I can make money out of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. So, and also kind of on that as well, you've been on the air for like five years now, which is kind of ridiculous <laughs> in a way. And it's, have you ever had any trouble kind of keeping it fresh or kind of uh, keeping yourself engaged with the show because obviously there's the whole thing of like trying to keep people listening but has there ever been like a struggle for you trying to keep yourself engaged with like um coming up with ideas for the show or actually uh, producing an episode I think sometimes I think sometimes but I'd quite often like in the in it would it got harder as I got older. When I was when I was in first and second year, it was a very big focus. Thinking, I remember I used to make a playlist each week and have very specific, I'd have people coming on. I had um, this girl, Eve Bell, who's now like, quite a big musician. I had to do a live set and I was always trying to think of a different, all the perfect questions. And then as, we, as the show moved on, I think that's why I wanted to change the show from just the Coco channel, which was kind of me interviewing people and very much focused on me taking all my time up to get the content and the ideas. And then eventually I got two of my friends to be co-hosts and it would be more of a collaborative thing, which I think is so key. You know, all radio shows have have two, two people and then they have producers and researchers. And it was too much as I got into further into college as well to as you said, come up with new ideas. Um, but I think that having, I, I, I think we were always in a good situation because if if one of the other co-hosts who called Theatre and Donal couldn't come, we'd all, I'd always get someone else I knew to try and fill the spot. And then as soon as you have a new person, you have new questions. And I think that's the way I'd always look at it. It's like, oh, that's that's the new content. You know, that's the new they're going to bring something that changes this dynamic already so it's i don't know i think it's it's always exciting yeah no totally i totally understand i mean bringing a new person in is just an absolutely great way of just 
by Synopter Dynamic. Um, I think an interesting question to ask would be, would you have any advice to someone who maybe has wanted to try and get into broadcasting, who um, has just been a bit hesitant or nervous about like taking the step, especially right now when everything is online and it's just you have to set it up all yourself and there's no studio with that kind of mm. social environment would you have any advice for people who would want to try and dip their toes in that's a great question because it i think a lot of the the reason people got would get involved with trinity fm and student radio is as a as a means to meet people who are like-minded and that was definitely a, a helpful thing but um I'd say I'd say listen listen to the radio firstly, um, and podcasts because you do get inspired. I think don't get too worried about having a concept would be what I would say. I think that's what put what puts people off or would put me off, especially in COVID times, um, without the social element to meet people with radio shows. Because if you meet people in in student radio, they would kind of say, "Oh, don't you know? Don't worry that much. You know, it's not the end of the world if you don't have." the the podcast title the the individual idea that stands out from the rest you know when you start out just just if you have the desire to do it don't get bogged down by having to have this concept and having to be flawless i'd say just it has to be a kind of leap of faith and you know you get used to hearing the sound of your own voice and i'd say it's so it's so beneficial in life to have done this it's I mean it's like a very tame stand-up comedy <laughs> like you stand-up comedians always say you know when you have to kind of stand on stage and you know hecklers give you bad heckles and and you have to think on your feet I mean this is very much the tame wrapped in bubble wrap no one's actually there listening <laughs> no yeah. one's gonna say anything mean but you do have to think on your feet quite a lot and mm. you have to I don't know be imaginative and I think it was it definitely will serve all of us for later in life when you have to be in an interview situation or something goes a bit wrong you have to fill the silence you have to and it's a test um maybe I do that too much I'm talking quite a lot in this um but yeah I'd say I'd say don't get too bogged down by by having it perfect because you it will evolve and you'll find new you'll meet someone through TFM maybe who even in COVID times online through the the online events and maybe they'll want to share a radio show with you and, and they'll have a concept and it all it will work out in the end but definitely do it the people that are in Trinity FM are amazing student radio is amazing <laughs> yeah I can I can concur with that <laughs> um, I think as like a final question just to round this out in terms of this is the first interview that we've done for this so it might be a good idea to have like a follow-through question uh, for every interview that we do. Um, and I think that the best question for that would be, what is your favourite thing about your show right now? Oh, I think it's, a, it's an escape. I think I'm in fourth year. I'm getting, I'm getting quite like, I feel like I always have to have to think about doing work or be doing work. Um, and the thing, it's kind of an enforced escape because it's, there's, it's on the timetable, you have to do it, but you never, I'm never sad that it's come around. I'm like, oh, okay, I have to get everything done by then and then I can 
just talk with my friends. And in recent times, it's actually because I haven't, my co-host is living in Rohini and he's, he's working for the, the, the government, like revenue, he's working at the port. Anyway, he has very odd timetable. <laughs> so I couldn't always get him on. And so my housemates, um, I sometimes have on the show and we talk about things. And it's been lovely actually, because I had a few of them who I didn't, two of the girls have moved in who I didn't know that well before. And it's just, we just talk about the same, we have a different topic and do the long and short of it. But it's just, it's a great relief, like release and escape from <laughs> from COVID and college. But yeah, no, yeah. I'd say that. Absolutely. No, that's great. Thank you, Coco. And <laughs> if you want to tune into the long and short of it, it is currently at six o'clock on Mondays. Okay, well, hi, I'm Coley, and um, this is Carl. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why I gestured like you were actually there. We're on different Zooms. But um, but yeah, so we present Yikes, which is a fun kind of pop culture and like true crime and mostly spooky astrology stuff as well kind of show. It has very, it has evolved a lot since the original. <laughs> it has. Yeah, we really wanted to do like a sort of, um, we had like all these ideas for like fake like characters. We were going to like make fun of like take a break and things like that, which we did do for a little while. But now it's just evolved into us just talking about our week. (laughs) (laughs) We did claim to be a music show at 1.2. That fell apart very fast. Very fast. So it's really just a fun little mismatch of whatever we want because it's our show, not yours. (laughs) 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 And how long um, have you actually been on the air uh, this year? So we started it in second year, like our second year of college, and we're now in our final year. So we're coming up to three years, I guess, technically, um, which is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, considering you've been on for three years now, what do you think, or can you even remember what your original idea was for the show? Like why you wanted to get started or kind of what gave you the kind of the push to get involved in broadcasting? Well, I was the one that kind of like, I guess, had the idea originally and I roped Carl into it. And, um, <laughs> I literally was like, oh, I want to do like a radio show. That'd be so much fun. And I joined up to TFM on like at, like Freshers Week or something. And I literally was like, oh, I'm going to make this like incredible pop culture thing. Because that's kind of the stuff I'm really into. Like I grew up watching E! News and I was like obsessed with it. Um, and I wanted to be like my very own Juliana Rancic. And so I applied with like this really generic, like, oh, I'm going to spill the tea every week kind of thing. And of course it did not go anywhere. So I waited a month and I was like, okay, I got to think of a better idea for like a show. And then I applied in the October and I wanted to do all these like fun characters and all these like weird news, kind of like fake news and things like that we were like making up all these like crazy things that were going on and things like that. And one of the people that I wanted to have as a character was like a parody of those radio, te- like those old fashioned radio psychics that would be on like doing the shuffling the tarot cards and stuff like that. And Carl is into that stuff anyway, so am I. So I thought, you know, it'd be funny if I actually got someone who kind of knows her way around cards to do it. <laughs> so I got Carl on as like a guest for one show and she stayed for three years. <laughs> <laughs> I just never left. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very fair. I mean, that's kind of the best way of uh, approaching things. They just kind of spiral almost. And I think it's probably um, prescient to ask as well. Like, you had that first idea and it's kind of grown and grown and has lasted as long as it has. Have you ever kind of struggled 
to keep it fresh or kind of keep it engaging, not just for an audience's perspective, but for yourselves as well, because that's kind of the most important thing. Like, if you're not enjoying doing the show, then there's not really any point. So what, um, if that has come up, has there been anything in particular you've done to kind of spice things up a bit? I mean, I think it's like, I think we have a very fun and like unique kind of, uh, very good kind of, I guess, uh, thing really in it, in the way that like, ours is kind of pop culture based so there's always so much so much news happens every week so there's never really been like that particularly stale there obviously have been some slow weeks and some stuff that we don't want to talk about like say you know if there was like some really like awful news or you know we don't want to be like echoing yet another thing about the you know u.s election or something yeah. so we try and kind of you know stay away from that sort of stuff but there's usually a lot of pop culture news and if there isn't pop culture news we usually pick something else like we talk about like say ghost stories or we do like some tarot stuff or we talk about astrology and things like that so we kind of have like the fallback i guess of always having other stuff because we have such like diverse interests and there's always new stuff coming out on netflix which is great but i think when like the only time i would say we ever kind of struggled was definitely when like lockdown started because <laughs> we didn't really know what to do and we didn't really know what like how to do a show in lockdown and it all like seemed so different and it sounded so different. Um, and there was a time when there was no news too, because nothing was happening <laughs> apart from literally just doom and gloom. Yeah, I think lockdown especially was tough because the way we had it in the studio was that we could play off each other constantly. Like we could read each other, we could see expressions. We never really overstepped. And then a big issue I found specifically with lockdown is talking over each other a lot. That was one problem. Having the actual um, motivation to get a show together like a lot of the times it felt like it was just a last minute thing. We were just yeah. showing together whatever we watched on Netflix, whatever we were listening to on Spotify that week, that kind of thing. But overall the show works, I think because we never really adhere to one particular topic. Like we go from music to pop culture to the occult. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the kind occult. of all over the place. We never really <laughs> stuck with one, we never stuck in one lane. So it meant that we could constantly keep evolving as the show went on. And I think it'd kind of be, considering that you went through that kind of um, a struggle, especially at the beginning of this year um, and the end of last year with in terms of lockdown, do you think either of or both of you would have any advice for people who may be listening to this who want to get involved in uh, broadcasting, but maybe they just, they feel like they might not have the perfect idea or they just are nervous about kind of getting involved and putting their voices out there. Would you have any advice in particular for people in that situation? Well, I mean, my big advice for everything in life is just do it, but I'm a Sagittarius, so that's just me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, when I think back to the very beginning and I think back to like, even when I kind of go on like um, other shows and things like that, or I've been in other situations, I did a show when I was in first year uh, before I had a show like yikes um I was just a guest and I remember being so scared and I was like so terrified and the same fear I had the very first time that we did um the yikes broadcast and I think you know it's one of those things like you know it's a natural thing it's scary to hear your own voice for the first few times but eventually it becomes the most easy thing in the world like every Friday I look forward to it and every Friday it's just like I'm having a big chat with my friend and it's so much fun that people actually want to listen to it but as far as like things like ideas, I think um, I think like, for sure having a show for like a number of years, like and we've said it ourselves, like we evolved so much. So the original idea doesn't even really matter. You just have to kind of like get something that you that feels true to you that you can kind of sell and that you know you can talk about, and then the rest can just be filled in. The rest is just icing on top of the cake, and it yeah. can always change. Yeah, absolutely, Coral. 
As someone who is very shy, I'd say find a Sagittarius to do all the talking for you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's very cliche, but if you have something you're passionate about, then like someone will definitely want to hear. Because there's no nothing in the world where you're the only person that's into it. So regardless if it's the most niche thing out there, like someone will be interested, someone will want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Like we started off with a lot of astrology and stuff and kind of over the last few years, astrology has grown more and more, which is great because it means there's a lot more content for us to, dis- uh, to discuss. But kind of we started off without a huge foundation of knowledge or anything like that. We've grown over time with what we talk about. So I think, yeah, the key thing is just find what you're passionate about. and just doesn't matter if like you're, there's only five other people in the world who listen to you. You know, there's someone there that will have the interest and kind of just, you just need to keep yourself going. You just need to be your own motivation at some points. What's your favorite thing about your show? Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I love everything about the show. I think it's like such a special and fun, um, like kind of community, I guess, we've sort of created. Like a few of my friends like have listened to it. And I actually, one of my favorite things that happened was my friend um, who I've known for like years, we were in like drama together. She moved away to do a master's in England and um, she was messaging me that she was listening to the story because she was, or the show, because she was homesick and she just wanted to hear like a familiar voice. And I just thought that was like the sweetest thing ever. And so I really like that kind of thing when you get like a little message from someone or somebody replies to your Instagram story, like, I love this thing too, or whatever, because it kind of feels like there's a little community for you. Um, but aside from that, I just really love spending time with Carl. <laughs> I love talking to her. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the feeling's definitely mutual. I definitely enjoy spending time with Carly. She's very interesting to talk to. You. And she always has so much to say about everything, which is like, enjoyable because I'm someone who just prefers to listen <laughs> so she can kind of lead the conversation and I can just take off from there and it's just a really comfortable dynamic we have also the show itself is quite uh, unpredictable and can be chaotic at sometimes <laughs> a lot of just random things unfold on the air one time we had a live haunting in the studio yeah. <laughs> it just there's no real kind of guessing what's going to happen when we start this show sometimes we just have the most bizarre technical difficulties it just it really goes all over the place and it's, i think that's probably my favorite part of it because it keeps it so you're really on your toes when you're trying to handle the show <laughs> i don't know what it is there's always a breaking news directly at 5 p.m on a friday and we have to be like oh god we have to scramble and get a story together <laughs> because the celebrities done this thing <laughs> it's oh. great you can uh, tune into yikes with coley and coral at uh, 5 p.m every friday so that was my conversation with Coco, Coral and Coley. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I thought that they provided some really, really insightful answers and I just absolutely loved sitting down and getting to hear their takes on some of these really kind of foundational questions when it comes to student radio. Um, please keep your eye on your feeds. Uh, hit this podcast up with a follow wherever you may listen to it be it on spotify or on apple or any platform of your choice and yeah please stay tuned for more content from myself and my fellow members of the committee who i hope you will get to hear from in time thank you very much for listening and this has been episode one of tfm talks Mm -hmm.